What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO, bitches. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn, the pastor of disaster. What's up, my man? Things are good. I got to go to the Lou, the other Lou, this weekend. Which Lou is that? Louisville. Uh, Louisville? Louisville. Louisville. That's how you say it. I know that's how you say it. Those motherfuckers can't talk down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good. It was a good weekend. Yeah. To drive by a big statue of Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's cool. I forgot that's where he's from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Are you? Ba- I know Sal's a baseball guy. Are you a baseball guy? Yeah, I like baseball. Louisville Slugger Museum, pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You ever been there? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I haven't been there. But the concept is yeah, cool, that'd be right? cool, right? Yeah, like yeah, go yeah. look at a bunch of fucking baseball bats. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have to admit, I didn't have a, a ton of respect for baseball players until I went there, and they have this little setup to where you can stand behind a, uh, you know, a fake, uh, f- what do you call home plate, and then you can take a pitch, and it's just insane how fast those pitches are uh, it's amazing that anybody hits any pitch i'm sure it's game. amazing to you well it is the athlete that you are yeah well that's true i'm more of a you know basketball guy yeah yeah you look like a basketball guy <laughs> five two fucking hey, steve Curry didn't look like a basketball guy and yeah he was in college he, yeah, but he was like six seven uh, okay you're like five seven point where t- uh, five ten and a half uh, <laughs> <laughs> also you guys know who else is in the room mc salmon what up, what up? What's going on? Not much. It was actually warm enough to wear these salmon shorts today, but... But you didn't wear them. Bad, man. If I'm you don't wear the salmon shorts, we can't have a good fucking show. <laughs> I'm just in this, you know, the skinny jean mode right now. I could tell. <laughs> fucking skinny yeah, jeans like, are appropriate for you. You like looking at my get you some fucking rainbow stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, as you know, if this is your first time listening, um, Welcome. This is the MFCEO podcast. We do curse. We do tell off-color jokes. We do offend people. But what we also do is tell the reality of entrepreneurship, uh, core values, and values in society that will help you become successful no matter if you own your own company, no matter if you're an employee in a company, no matter if you're trying to, uh, whatever your goal could be, we are going to talk about those principles. Um, Today... We have something that is very special that we don't normally do. We have a guest. Uh, The guest that we have today is a very, very well-known social media influencer. If you're not following him, you need to be following him. Very successful, real entrepreneur. Not one of these fake motherfuckers that sells info products on the internet and pretends to be some sort of fucking guru. We're talking about a guy who started a company, built the company, sold it for $50 million dollars, and has done things in the real world, okay? Key point being real world, all right? And as you guys know, I don't bring guests on very often, but this is a great opportunity to connect with somebody, to talk with somebody about what it takes to do real things in the real world. Uh, So I'm proud to have on my good buddy, Gerard Adams. What's up, my man? How you doing? It's good, Andy. Thanks for having me on, bro. Listen to that voice, man. He's got a voice for audio, doesn't he? Yeah, smooth. Yeah, he was saying he doesn't like the audio. His audio isn't his thing, but I think it might be a secret superpower. Yeah, see, I have a face for audio. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gerard and I and his crew and, and uh, Emily went out last night and we drank uh, quite a few beers. Um, I think you had what? What were you have? We figured it's like seven. Or no, you guys have 14, so yeah, it was mostly 14. Yeah. I had four, four, or 13 or 14 Stellas. 
Wow. Yeah. But who's counting, right? We well, we <laughs> the only reason we counted was because we were talking at lunch how shitty we felt, but it was worth it. Where'd you take him? We went to Katie's Pizza and Pasta oh, over in Rock place. Hill. Yeah. yeah, great place. Yeah, you didn't get that invite, Paul. Yeah, I never get the invite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't get invited to your MFCO meetup, so. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed a How no. How the fuck are you going to have an MSEO meetup well, without the fucking MSEO? Down, and I also assumed a no on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Vaughn, I threw this on Vaughn at the last minute. I said, hey, we're going to do a podcast with my boy. He's in town. Let's, let's talk about some things. I think this is a great opportunity to talk about real fundamental shit that it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um, you know, Gerard and I spoke most of the night last night about the difference between a plan and theory and actual application. Um, why don't you tell people a little bit about you and about what you've done and where you come from uh, before we get into some of the conversation that, that, that we're going to get into and let people know where they can find you too. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Um, I got to admit, guys, uh, pounding beers with Andy fucking Frisella was a highlight of so far 2017. <laughs> so thank you, brother, for having me out here. Uh, me, Alyssa and I had a great time with you and Emily. Um, but it was really cool to, to really dive in with you because I feel there is a, a, a real problem in society right now, especially with the younger generation of who they're looking at and getting guidance from uh you know for as far as like real role models especially in the in the entrepreneurial world you know what people are considering success you know and i feel that um i relate to you in an aspect that like i did grow up at a time where i didn't grow up into social grow up into social media i grew up with you know hard working American parents that like I saw work their asses off my mom seven days a week at a supermarket my father worked for Prudential like to provide for me and my sisters and I owe it you know I owe it all to them but like growing up they instilled in me very early on old school values right you know stuff that you talk about all the time right work ethic I saw it firsthand because of my you know because of them right uh you know leadership skills at a very very young age my father pounded that in, in me pounded that in me no non-stop to be a leader no matter what I don't give a shit what you do you don't fo- you don't never be a, be a follower you stand up for what you believe in in life and you don't stand down to shit and he taught me that and he used to actually leave notes around my house you know there were famous quotes of like Marcus Aurelius John F. Kennedy Martin Luther King just like big leaders you know and um you know integrity all these values uh, that my parents instilled in me so I'm blessed uh to have that kind of foundation um, and I just grew up like a natural hustler, man. I used to, you know, shovel down, you know, if it snowed, I was getting a block to shovel all the block, you know, all the houses, you know, then it turned into like hustling, you know, tees, car parts, fake IDs at one point, like doing whatever I <laughs> right, could. Yeah. Right. You know, when I was younger and, um, I was just naturally, you know, uh, just like a hustler. You right. know what I mean? I think I just it's really, blood. yeah, I really, yeah. yeah, it definitely was in my veins and, you know, I was definitely motivated because I wanted to take care of my, my, my parents. I wanted to kind of, you know, I saw them, what they did. And I was like, man, I want to set, um, go to a new level for our family and, like, help my fa- my parents after everything that they've done. Um, you know, but I actually, you know, I dropped out of college my first semester, even though my family really wanted me to go that. And they told me that that was the way to, you know, to make it. And now I know it's a little more 
people are dropping out and you know just like now it's the cool thing to be an entrepreneur but back then when i dropped out of college it was like i was looked at as a as a loser yeah. fucking failure yeah. you know all that shit right. and it was real like it really really was real like right. even my family was disappointed like right. everybody was like oh we knew gerard was going to be that fuck up yeah you know we knew that you know because i was the guy who wasn't the smartest kid i'll, I'll never forget Never. Like, all the kids that I was friends with were in, like, AT classes, what they used to call the, yeah. you know, the higher higher, yeah. higher classes. And, you know, even in sports, I was extremely competitive, but I wasn't the tall, bigger bigger dude, man. Right. You know? But I was... Um, but I was a leader. My father taught me to be a, to be a leader. Right. So no matter what, I was, like... I loved pressure. I loved, you know, I was always creative and trying to create my own opportunities. I didn't wait for nothing. In life, I just was like, did, like I was a you know, person who just did it. And uh, so when I dropped out of college, it was that pressure of, you know, my family saying to me, look, you're on your own. You fuck up. You know, you got to figure it out. And I think that kind of pressure early on in my life taught me that it's up to me and what I do. Right. Nobody is going to give it to me. No one is going to hand it to me. There was Back then, there was no, I don't even, you know, info products. I guess there were maybe, Tony Robbins back then, I guess was probably big. I didn't know who yeah. he was. Yeah. I didn't know who any of these, there was no, there was no one I really looked up to. The people I looked up to when I was younger was like, you know, I guess maybe, my, I was a basketball fan as well, Vaughn. Like, so it was like, you know, Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, um, you know, but I really, I didn't look to books because I never read. I was like ADD kind of guy. Right. So, But I just had to figure it out, man. And yeah. I had to go through, a lot of people ask me now to come and talk about that Elite Daily Exit, but it took me 14 years of straight hustle figuring it out, you know, failing, getting back up, failing, getting back up, having some success, making millions, losing millions, getting back up, continuing, you know. And that whole journey over 14 years, you know, I learned you know, what it was, I feel what it was really like to truly, truly be an entrepreneur, you know, and, and I grew into the social media, I grew into all that stuff, but I right, never gave right. two shits about social media. In fact, just this week with my team, I took a step back and I've been analyzing what's going on with culture right now with social media, because it's like, it's driving me insane. Right. There's so much lost perception in society right now. Yeah. And social media is this unbelievable tool that we've been gifted with, you know, this generation to use so that we can authentically connect. Yet we are now seeing more than ever it being used for the exact same fucked up reason why the media is, it is today. Right. You know, people using it to tell fake ass stories, right. have a perception, get the fame, They're looking sell at people on bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's this there's becoming a lost perception. People are throwing the word entrepreneur on everything. Right. People are trying to, you know, and I can go on and on and on about this. Right. But I'm taking a step back. I'm saying, again, like a leader, how do I make sure that I'm stepping up as a better leader for this generation? Because we need it. We need leaders more now than ever before. Like right now, right. authentic leaders yeah. that are going to share real fucking stories, real value of, of what it really truly takes to truly create your own, you know, opportunities in life and what that means. Dude, do you think that this is interesting? I was thinking about this while you were talking. Do you think that there is a lack of men and women that are successful between the ages of, let's say, 30 and 40, which would be where you and I are? Um, that are taking the role of we're the leaders of the next generation. Do you think there's a lack of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Why it do you is, think that it is? It is huge. It is like, huge. I feel like I feel like when when 
you know, I feel like when we were younger, like teenage guys, you know, there was a lot of men and women between the ages of 30 and 40 that I looked up to in business, right. you know, that were willing to like write a book or, or put out, a, you know, some sort of information or this or that, you know, like Tony Robbins wasn't the only guy. Um, I was very, see, you're, you're not a reader. I was a very like voracious reader okay. and like consumer of content. So I know that there was like a lot of, there was a lot of people that were willing to step up. It seemed, and it seems like now, I feel like even though it's the obligation of people between that age to stand up and say, lead the next generation, you know, the guys that are freaking 18 to 30, right? Yeah. And set an example. I feel like that example is not being set on the scale it should be. What do you think? I think you're 100% right. And, you know, what's the reason why is because we've never had in the history, you know, of, you know, I guess you can say the United States, you know, because I can't, you know, the world is, it consumes media differently. But right now, there's a, there's a disruption with, you know, the way that people connect through social media. It's, you know, and it's being, because of disruption, opens up opportunity. Now, that opportunity and like leveraging social media like technology can be used in two ways for the good or the bad. And a lot of people are leveraging it to take advantage of it right to you know for for, for today for, for today right. for the you know for those wrong reasons right. rather than being like really coming out the people that are you know that that should be the role models coming out and leveraging it so that there's there's the right people to look up to right if that makes yeah no totally i think i think what we're seeing is a lot of people i think when you get any new tool right the like this is going to be a weird analogy but you guys will know what i'm saying if you listen to the show before, I just kind of say weird shit sometimes. All right, all the like, time. <laughs> like when you when you have something new, it's always like the criminals that figure out how to fucking utilize it first. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like take the new tool and then like run with it, and they figure out all the things about it, and then it comes back to legitimate use. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not saying that there's fucking criminals out there. Do- right, right, right. I'm saying that there is inauthentic people. There are people who are pretending to be something they aren't. There are people that are making a living selling things that they aren't qualified to sell or talk about. And those people are not the real people. And I feel like those people figured out, you know, because like, dude, they're hustlers, right? Right, they're like, hustlers. How, I'm gonna, how am I going to make people to see that, that opportunity to take advantage? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, the legitimate people, the people who are real entrepreneurs, guys that are really building things, um, they're busy building their things, right? You know, so they haven't. The social media is so new that these the real entrepreneurs are kind of behind the quote unquote criminals, you know, cartoon characters that we see on the fucking internet, right? That so they're not, they're not having the millions of followers just exactly yet. right, and they're right. and and they're not in the game so to speak as much as some of these other dudes have learned yeah. how to manipulate the system and manipulate the tool, and you know, it is. Uh, it is kind of scary. And, and at the same time, we have this huge younger generation right now that's right Dude, coming right up, looking for, the, see it. looking for it. They're seeing these motherfuckers, and they're trying to be just like these dudes. And it's like, dude, I can't tell you how many 19-year-old fucking life coaches I see on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, bro, calm down. Let's build some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's entrepreneurship is get, the, the meaning of entrepreneurship is getting so lost that it's almost like, you know, like you said, when you dropped out of college and people, you say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and do something, people used to look bad at, down on that. 
Now I feel like it's it got it got accepted. Now I almost feel embarrassed to say that again. Yeah, but back then I got to say I didn't even call myself an entrepreneur. Yeah. See, people are doing things because they want to be they want to be called entrepreneurs. Or they want to say they're entrepreneurs because they're looking for some kind of maybe a you know to prove themselves. Right Entrepreneurship now. doesn't mean no job. You know what I'm saying? Like just because you don't have a job, you don't get to call yourself an entrepreneur and be something. Right. Like, what are you creating? What are you building? Right. What are you contributing? What kind of value? What kind of solution? You know, who are you impacting? Those are the things that yeah. make up entrepreneurship. Right. And it's big, it's bigger than yourself. Yeah, it is, man. And like we talked about uh earlier today, we were talking about, you know, there's the, always the plan, and then there is the application of the plan. And those two things are completely different. And the problems that you have to bridge and overcome are really where entrepreneurship skills, you know, come into play. And like, dude, all these dudes out there are selling these these plans and these uh, books and these courses and all this shit. And these kids think they're going to buy this fucking shit, go out, follow the, the 75 steps to this. And they're going to all of a sudden have this business and they're not taught any of the skills that are necessary to actually execute the plan. So then they end up getting their asses fucking beat. And then they think, well, fuck, I'm stupid or I don't have it or I don't, you know, and they never try anything again. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just very, it's a very weird, potentially damaging situation that is going on, you know? And I feel like entrepreneurship as a, as a career deserves better representation than what it's getting. Gerard, uh, before we go on, since we are talking about the issue of being a real entrepreneur as opposed to a would-be or a fake entrepreneur, I think it'd be helpful if people knew some of the things that you've done. I, I, I was really impressed reading about like Elite Daily and, sure. and Founders. So why don't you give us like a quick rundown of what you've got going right now? So, um, so after I did drop out of college, the first thing I wanted to do was uh, create a solution to a, the very first problem that I had. And I still use that exact same method today as an entrepreneur, right? It's that simple. And the problem that I was facing as when I was 19 years old is I wanted to learn what made companies great. I wanted to learn how to invest into good companies. At the time, I really was interested in the stock market. I wanted to understand it. You know, so I could I would go online, I would look at these forums and you couldn't to learn from other people, but there was no sense of credibility on any of them. So I was like, well, I'm going to create my own community online and I'm going to steal the same idea that Amazon or eBay has of, you know, color coordinated like rating systems. So I would have one to five stars. And each member had had a color coordinated between one to five star ratings. So you can click on a member's name and know, okay, this guy's got four and a half gold stars. That means he's ranked over a hundred times. He's talking about why he he likes Apple for these fundamental reasons. Now, you know, this guy's somebody I should listen to. Right. And for me, I was just trying to create a platform so that I can find, I guess you would say like online gurus or mentors to learn from. And um, I basically would stay up till fucking three, four in the morning, literally scouring the web, going to every message board on, for different companies and saying, hey, come to Stock Spot and talk about this on my platform. And little by little by little, I got it up to about 10,000 members, which back then was a lot. Yeah. And I had people communicating like crazy. And I started learning. I started learning, asking questions, learning how to read an income statement, learning how to balance sheet. I became a fundamentalist of public companies and started studying the market. And eventually a CEO calls me one day. He's like, you know, I want to advertise on your site. And I was like, oh shit, I can make money doing this. 
And because uh, at, at the end of the day, I wasn't doing it for that. I was doing it to kind of learn. Right. Bring value to Bring it. value to this community together. And I was like, all right, this is great. And then he was like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, well, I'm 19. He's like, I have a company called M-Phase Technologies out of New Jersey. I want to meet you. Come here. I don't think you understand the value of what you've created. So I met with this CEO and he was like, uh, I'm going to teach. He, I was kind of pioneering digital media at that time um, to tell stories. And for, you know, the, the CEO was like, you can leverage this platform to be able to tell stories for companies that need exposure. But and back then, what was called investor relations or public relations was done in a very traditional means. You know, it was done with road shows, press releases, things like that. So he was like, I'm going to mentor you to teach you this this business and you help me from a digital media perspective. So um, he brought me on board that year. I had helped the company get, I got them written up in all types of online publications, did video marketing for him, new website, you know, started learning the social media aspect of it back then and built them to have 18,000 shareholders, which is the largest shareholder base out of any small cap company at the time. Freaking things going crazy. And uh, what the company had was they had a partnership with Lucent Bell Labs, which was then a renowned lab, and they created this, a nano battery. And, um, you know, I, I loved it because I still to this day don't understand why we're charging our cell phones two, three times a day to keep up with battery technology. So after a year goes by, everything's going great. I tell the CEO, let's do our first ever live demonstration of the nano battery. He's like, you handle everything. So I got the room set. I got a huge uh, venue in New York City at a steakhouse. I had like a really nice, uh, you know, open area. I did invited um, investors, the media, got it packed to about 200 people. And, um, you know, that day I'm in the bathroom, my cue cards, you know, never did public speaking. No one's ever met me. I look like a baby. You know, I was freaking, I look young as it is. No facial hair at that time. And the CEO was like, just be yourself. So I went out there, introduced myself. Hi, I'm Gerard Adams. This is why I believe in this company. I've been behind all of the, you know, the, the website, which you've read, the releases, all these things. And then I introduced, introduced the CEO. The CEO comes up and he's showing how the nano battery is not using any energy. And the product was an, an infinite shelf life battery. And it's to, until you turn the device on, that's when it would release energy. So they went to prove that concept in front of the, everybody's waiting. It's not showing no energy is being used. He hits that button to prove out this concept and crickets doesn't work. So in front of everybody in the room, everyone's like, what the fuck? You know, everything. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, all this hard work. And you're going to tell me you're not prepared to make sure that this thing is going to work. So I thought my career was over. This is my first experience with failure. And uh, I never forget, a couple guys came up to me in that room was like, hey, kid, I'm surprised you got me in the room. Here's my card. Call me. So when I left, I was like, you know what? I can learn something from this. Fuck it. There's got to be other companies out there that would love to use my expertise. Right. So I decided to build my first company, which was a digital media marketing agency for telling stories for small cap companies. And I'll never forget, I started, I would print out at home in my parents' basement I would print out every public company that I found that I thought, you know, had met these characteristics, these fundamentals, had a good story. And I would literally fax the CEO, call the CEO, mail him a letter, email him everything to give me a shot. Give me a shot to help me tell your story. And I finally got one company to give me a shot, $750 for a month for a, a monthly retainer. And I just fucking worked my ass off to overperform for this company. Because I knew if I did a good job for him, this one client, then it would spread. Mm -hmm. 
And so you didn't just create a logo and then, you know, sell it for $50 million? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is even pre-Elite Daily. And um, that one client overperformed. He introduces me to another guy. That one client turned into three clients. I go from seven fifty to $1,500, $1,500 to three grand, all the way up until I was so getting wait, six figures. So wait, wait, wait. My mind is blown here. Mm-hmm. You, you mean to tell me that you put in the extra work before you were actually getting paid for it? <laughs> exactly. No way. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, and that's, uh, people don't get it. I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Still to today. It's like, yeah. it's not, it's not brain science. You can go read all the books in the world. You can go and get all these info products, man. It's pretty simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do more than you get fucking paid for. Yeah. Period. I'm curious about your website. Did you build that yourself? So, so what happened is like, so I built out that agency to about 10 million in revenue. I was about 24 years old. This is, and this is how it led to Elite Daily. I started investing into the market. I started traveling and making documentaries on companies that were building that that I believed in, and primarily into like gold miners and stuff like that because I saw we, we had this national debt problem, inflation. So I was like, you know, I kind of took the Warren Buffett model. I would invest in these companies, put a documentary on them. In gold mining. In gold mining. I used to be invest. I used to invest in a gold mining company. Yes, I did really well. Yeah. I had like some seven figure trades, and then finally I was up twenty million dollars in the market on a company. Mid twenties, at, at twenty four, and uh, man, at that time I was living life. Man, I was like traveling the whole country, getting villas everywhere, like top MGM Grand, like you know the G Suite. I had you know the Bentley, the penthouse. I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I was invincible, man. And this is when I finally found out about I got my ego. Yeah. And uh, the market crashed. If you remember the recession, I lived through that. My father got fired. My mom ended up losing, getting out of work, and. Uh, around that time and I had lost everything in the market I was up 20 million boom and I'll never forget my ego getting hit and I was like what the fuck am I gonna do now and um, I had to sell my car all this stuff and then my mother told me a story that that changed my life at that time she basically told me how when my grandparents immigrated that uh, they lived in a studio apartment that that apartment caught on fire they lost everything and at like 14 years old my mom had to go get a job on Canal Street in the middle of the winter in New York just to make a little bit of money to help my grandparents put food on the table she was like if I was able to do that and now you got this roof over your head you better get out there and do it again so I was like shit that's that was the only motivation I really needed so at that point I, w- I was like well I have a passion for content I'm good at this there's a, everyone in my generation is paying attention to Kim Kardashian and Jersey Shore, all these reality TV shows, but no one's paying attention to the economy. So I started doing documentaries on the economy, economy and I did one on the student loan debt crisis at the time because all my friends now are graduating from college. And they can't fucking pay their bills. They can't pay yeah. their bills. they got student loan debt. They can't get a job. So I, I exposed that, got some coverage on TV. And at that time, my intern, you know, was, uh, was like, hey, I'm interested in creating a millennial publication around business. So he's like, let's create this website, Elite Wall Street. And I was like, fuck that. Wall Street's tainted. Let's do something bigger. Let's, if we look at, if we start looking at the market, we're like, there are all these publications been handed down to us. Let's create a publication that's for the voice of Generation Y for millennials, by millennials, in every vertical, from business to health to dating to lifestyle to luxury to you name it. And then that's when we bought Elite Daily for $9.99 in GoDaddy in my apartment. Three of us. They were 19. I was mentoring them. I was in my mid-20s. I told David, you're going to be the CEO. I'm going to be the president. Start mentoring David. 
And we weren't journalists. People fucking said, you know, you, you know, who are these guys? You know, you don't, you don't have a degree in journalism, but you know, all this shit. Buzzfeeds of the worlds were raising hundreds of millions of dollars. We were bootstrapped, right. but we didn't, you know, we didn't care, man. We were doing it for. It was bigger than anything else. We were doing it because we wanted to show that, like, you know, that millennials should have a voice. Right. That all these publications that were being handed down to us telling all this shit, but, like, nobody was being authentic. Right. So we decided that that would be us, and we figured out a way to go to go across the nation to all these universities and get these ambassadors, which then led to writers that got us 2,000 contributing writers around the country, and that's how we were able to keep up and scale to 80 to 100 articles per day. And then eventually, obviously, went from three of us in an apartment to 200 employees. Culture that was ride or die. They would sleep shit in this, fuck, you know, blood, sweat, and tears right. into this brand. You know, everybody knew, understood the purpose of Elite Daily. It was bigger than, you know, than, than, than like the publication, right? It was like making a name, like showing that this was, the, this was the voice of Generation Y. If you needed, if you wanted to tell your story and you're a millennial, you do it through Elite Daily. And, um, you know, we were able to build that to 80 million unique visitors. And then uh, 2015, we, we got John Steinberg to join our board because we saw he left BuzzFeed and he uh, made an acquisition offer when he joined the Daily Mail and uh, we sold the company in uh, yeah in 2015. And then, and then right after that moment, people are asking me to go speak about this Elite Daily. They didn't see all those years prior to get to that. And then I started seeing, again, what's going on with the millennial generation. And... I'm, I'm, I started looking into thoughts. Now, I'm never, at this point in time, right? 2015, this point in time, I don't even have a fucking Facebook. I've never had MySpace. I didn't give a shit about me. Right. I only cared about my team, my brands, my businesses. Right. And then what happened was, when I finally sold, I was like, fuck, man, now what? I sold my baby. I didn't want to sell. I was the blocking vote. But we were looking at the, the industry and how Facebook was, there was some uncertainty, how they were changing algorithms. And, so we did the deal, and then afterwards I took a look back. At, now I'm looking at social media, like looking at like who are the leaders that are millennials out there sharing stories as real entrepreneurs, and all I see are these guys that are fucking, that are putting, you know, showing all the fancy fucking cars yeah. and fucking selling people on fucking books yeah, and not actually real fucking entrepreneurs yeah. building shit. So not I'm even, like, not even their shit. So I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm, I'm, I have to step up. I can't let this happen. Right. And then I saw, I went to, I got invited to a Tony Robbins event. I went, and then when I saw this guy, the number one thing I took from him, I was so taken back with, the number one thing I took was, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. That was my, this quote that just like got ingrained in me. And I'll never forget, so I flew to Silicon Valley, I got ranked in tech and stuff like that, I'm speaking in Silicon Valley, and I'm seeing these ecosystems that they have there to support entrepreneurs that are starting off that I never had growing up. Right. But I'm seeing how powerful it was. And I was like, damn, why aren't we building those kind of ecosystems nationwide, in, especially in inner cities? So that's when I started formulating this idea of founders to build a brand that when, on, when people do want to become real entrepreneurs, there's a place that they can go to that's not just online shit, like they, a place they can go to to get a part of a culture and really truly be in an environment that's going to fucking be like, picture like an, a, an entrepreneur like military boot camp. Right. You know, and I was like, and I spent many months 
a little over six months building a curriculum of what I, if I were to go back and teach myself at 19, 20 years old, what I had learned through, through all those years, over 14 years, what would that look like? So I ended up building that in a place. You know, I built the building, developed a building with 25 uh, units, apartments, where there would be a live, live, work, play kind of aspect to it. This district in Newark, where my parent, my grandparents were from, and I've been building this thing out, man. Like just building out this accelerator, you know, building out a whole district in Newark, and then um, looking to master that process, and then go and partner with leaders across the nation in their respective communities and bring founders. You know, nationwide. Yeah, replicate it out. Yeah. If you guys want to follow founders on Instagram, it's at F O W N D E R S. Just thought I'd throw that out there for yeah, you. Yeah, I got the word own in the middle of it because what we do is we teach people to own it. You know, own who the yeah. fuck you are, own what you've gone through in your life, own it. Whatever it is, own it. So, like, dude, that's a good, that's actually a good segue into, you know, <clears throat> when we, we were talking earlier about. You know, what it takes to be successful and be a real entrepreneur. And you just said, own it. Um, and we talked about how many people want to be an entrepreneur. And and they so they instead of like becoming an entrepreneur, they become what they think mm. an entrepreneur should be. Yeah. And ruin the, the authenticity of themselves, which is actually their greatest competitive advantage if they ever ask themselves the hard questions. What would you say to entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs who are struggling to figure out what their voice is and how they want to be heard and how they want to brand themselves in regards to owning it? Stop following. Look, I get it. There's all these people out there that you can keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, analyzing what everybody else is doing. And there's got to come to a point where you look yourself in the mirror, you stop fucking scrolling, dig down deep inside of yourself. I always say, like, most entrepreneurs, the problem is that they focus on the external, you know, they're looking at everything else. Right. They got to start looking internal. You, you know, I challenge you, stop following everybody else. Stop thinking that anybody's going to give you the answers. They're not. Everybody has their own strategy. Everyone's figured out in different ways. We all have a story. I look at entrepreneurship as like, I, I have, have a passion for also art. Like, I feel like, dude, you, it's, it's your life. You know what I'm saying? You got to fucking paint your own picture. You're going to have to learn. You have to figure this shit out. There's no perfect right path. So it's like, I would tell you, if you're a young entrepreneur out there, you know, Stop looking at everything else around you as what you think success is, is and trying to replicate and start being authentic to who you are, what you've been through, what you want in your life and and start and then just start fucking taking action. It's that simple. Start putting it into play. Stop worrying about what everyone else thinks. Stop looking for, you know, looking for everyone else's opinions or and, and everything. Just start doing what you want to fucking do and and literally I would tell you also focus. Like we as a generation have a problem with focusing. Everyone wants to, you know, all over the place and there's procrastination because of it. Starve your distractions, feed your focus, do one core fucking thing right and do that consistently over and over and over and over again and don't fucking stop and don't fucking look back. Dude, I think what you said is super, super important regarding the focus aspect. 
We talked about this a couple weeks ago, Vaughn, on the Millennial podcast that we did. And I'll just bring you up to speed on what I was saying. We actually talked about this at lunch a little bit. Um, Simon Sinek did an a interview regarding millennials, and we kind of dissected that and did a podcast around his remarks on that. Uh, one of the things that that he says that I, that I don't agree with is that, <clears throat> you know, they have short attention spans, and they have this, and they have that, and, and, that, and he was saying it in a way that it makes millennials sound like as if there's something wrong with them. But you have to think about it like this. You and I have been brought up, and Vaughn, you too, uh, and Tyler, you too, everybody in this room, has been brought up in the pre-social and post-social era. We kind of grew through both of them. And we know that not everything is instant. I remember having a fucking beeper. I remember. I remember not having a fucking cell phone. I remember when cell phones came in a fucking bag. Okay, and then they had car phones, which were attached to your car. <laughs> My dad had that. Yeah, dude. And like, we remember all this shit, right? Yeah. Like, that's the innovation of of communication. Like, yeah. you and I and all of us can remember those things. The sound of logging onto the internet. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Right, oh, exactly. God. Netflix. Like, dude, but these kids don't I mean, uh, remember that, dude. Like, zero. they've been grown up with high speed. They've grown up yeah. with every single thing they need on the touch of a screen of a fucking six inch device. That's unbelievable. If you really think yeah, about it's it. A, it's a, so like powerful when, when you think about patience and what is required for you to build patience, they have had that really kind of limited from their scope of development just by the way that the world is. So is that their fault because they have a hard time focusing or they have a hard time missing patience I don't think so, because how the fuck can you blame somebody or expect somebody to have something when their entire environment doesn't provide that? So when you say, like, just what you just said about focus, it's so important, and this goes for older people too, but it's so important to realize that, like, dude, it's not about trying to do 10 things or 12 things or three things or two things. It's about doing one fucking thing, and it's about doing that thing better than fucking anybody and doing that one thing long enough to where the rest of the people who are trying to do that one thing get their fucking asses beat by you and quit and then guess what you're fucking winning but people don't do that they think the entrepreneurship is about three ideas six ideas ten ideas oh dude i got all these ideas bro that doesn't impress me does that impress you hell fucking no what's what impresses you yeah, man. Someone who's able to say, I'm going all in, like all fucking in, 110%. No matter what the fuck matter, it takes. Yeah, just I, on this yes, on this vision. This is going to work. And like, dude, like when I talk to people who are successful and I talk to my friends who are successful and like him and I sat down and drank a bunch of fucking beers last night. <laughs> but no matter how many beers we drank, did we ever think... Oh, we're going to do all these ideas. No, we continue to talk about his founder's project and my fucking project. Okay? We talked about First Form. We talked about our podcasts, obviously, and our content. But everything revolved. You know, we didn't try go off of these fucking yeah. pa- wild paths. Like, we're, <laughs> like, dude, you need to realize. And Gerard's been through the fucking shit, so he knows this. But, dude, that one idea that you're trying to, like, consider as an option is going to take all of your fucking effort, all of your heart, all of your energy forever 
to make it succeed. So why the fuck are you trying to do three of them? Yeah. Because if you do three of them, you're cutting your energy into thirds, which means you don't have enough to make any of them work. And you're going to get fucking beat. Dude, there's no question. Because the ones you're competing against, you know, you have three things, and then each of those three things have competitors. Those motherfuckers are going all in like it's their only way to survive. And you can't beat somebody with 30% energy who's putting 100% into it. It's just the way it is. There's all kinds of other factors, too. Dude, zero option mentality. Like, dude, when you don't have any other options, guess what? You'll figure out creative ways to make shit work. You know, it's... it's That's what being an entrepreneur is, being bro, resourceful, it's, pivoting. It's solving problems as they come. Yep. Being the fucking captain of a ship that is in the middle of a fucking storm, dude. You know, like Captain Ahab with the fucking, or whatever, like Gordon the Fisherman, fucking fish stick Gordon. Like, we're on the motherfucking boat, bitch. I think like, that's what makes it, makes it, that's what makes fucking entrepreneurship dude, so great. That is the, that's, that's, we that's talked about this, is. remember? Yes, Just man. fucking yeah. thriving it's when it's check. all fucking done. It's not done. the money, it's the little bitty victory. It's, it's, it's seeing that fucking iceberg coming at the ship yeah. and missing it by a fucking hair and be like, fuck you, Mr. Iceberg. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> dude, you can't, you can't understand that unless you've been through it. And yeah. like, I think what you're saying is so cool because, and I agree with it a thousand percent, which is no surprise because we've talked about this before, but it, it's such an internal, it's an internal to external process. It's not an external to internal process. Like a lot of people say, fake it till you make it. So they go out and they put a fucking suit on yeah. and they try to get the nicest car they can drive and they post a picture of fucking 10 grand on the fucking internet and it's all the money they have <laughs> and it's like dude you're not that's not what this is about dude it's not about what you wear what you drive or how much cash you fucking show it's about who you are on the inside letting that develop and become something yeah. that resonates and using that to connect people in a way that somehow is going to create revenue streams yeah. for you and other people around you. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it too. It's like money doesn't lead, it follows, man. And you focus on... Do say that again. Money does never, it never leads, it follows. And it, explain that because that needs to be... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's impact over money. You know what I'm saying? It's, for me, it's like, it's it's legacy. It's like, for it's... So like, dude, when people hear that though, like when people hear like a kid who's 22 years old who wants to fucking be rolling yeah. around, balling. Yeah. You know, he wants to be like you were when you were fucking 24. Yeah. Killing it. Like, when they hear that term legacy or they hear that term impact, like, dude, dig into that. Because yeah. these kids need to know what that means. I know exactly what you mean. But these kids, they, they, that shit goes like this, dude. In one ear, out the other ear. And then they want to say, well, when are we going to talk about the money? Yeah. So let's talk, let's, let's dig into that, man. You know, for me, it's like how I look at it is like, for instance, with founders, right? You know, for me, it's like a legacy play, but let's go into it as from a business perspective for a second. What I do is right now, what I'm focusing on is 2027. You know, people are talking about New Year's resolutions, 2017. I'm thinking about 2027. I'm talking about 10 years. So get, when you get that focus, where's, where's that idea? What is that vision? You need to be a visionary. Where do you want your business to be in 10 years? And then you need to reverse engineer that back all the way down to the to the exact values you stand for and implementing and executing on a daily basis for the next 10 fucking years. And every business that I've ever built, 
I don't even take a salary. I eat shit. I don't, I, it's, it's completely everybody else around me in the business first. They're like the people that I'm, the people that I'm serving. Okay. So for founders, it's the entrepreneurs, right? The communities that I'm in, right? The city that I'm in, which is Newark right now. And all it is, is how to make sure that I could bring the be very best value to those entrepreneurs, to that community that I'm in with founders every single day and continue. And look, it's a process. So I'm consistent. The curriculum that I built for my first cohort of entrepreneurs to the curriculum I'm now going to launch in February 20th for the next 12 weeks is different. It is improved. I have new mentors coming in. I have, and this cohort, or Andy fucking Frisella is going to be coming and speaking. Like, there's new people like Avant that will come in and speak. Each time it gets better and better and better and better and better. And you continue to add and you continue to fucking execute. Bring better people. Sacrifice for your team. Make sure everybody understands the values that you all are standing for because it's bigger than any one of us. And it doesn't matter if you're just, if you're the person that's, you know, doing whatever. You could be the janitor to the fucking CEO, motherfucking CEO. Everyone lives and breathes those values, how are we going to bring that value in it to, to impact whoever it is we're serving? And you do that consistently, and you will probably start to see the real tangible results in three years. That's from my experience. About five years, you start to really see how you can scale to a much bigger company. And then, you know what? And for, for, for founders, our goal is we want to impact a billion lives. You know, I, I'm aiming 10 years. Well, who knows? Maybe it's 12. Maybe it's 17 like you, Andy. Right. Maybe it's fucking 30. I don't give a fuck until that happens. But, you know, you need to have that vision, you know, 10 years out. What does this company look like? Where is it? And then it's just, you know, impacting, reverse engineering that through impact on a, every single day. Every choice you make in your business is around those values, is around making that impact. And that's it. You do not waver around that, regardless of whatever the fuck money or whatever. You know, well, it doesn't so, matter. So it's so I think an interesting thing here, which people need to pay attention to, is that look, at no point in the time did he say we're trying to make X amount of money. At no point in the time did he say we're going to make a billion. He said we're going to impact a billion lives. All right. And when we talk about impact, we talk about legacy, and we talk about all these things that you people who are listening put like arbitrary value into when you think and hear and you kind of ignore those terms you have to realize that things like impact things like solution which are the words that he used okay those when he says the money follows he means that the money follows the impact the money follows the solution the money follows the help the money follows the quality of whatever product you have the money always follows it's not in front it's it back and so when we're talking about being impactful or building a legacy realize that we're doing so with the understanding that if we do those things we are one million percent certain that the money will take care of itself 100 percent. so you kids listening and you adults listening you know who are confused as to why you have a hard time Finding yourself in an abundance of money, I'm going to tell you why. Because that's not success. Well, not only that, you're thinking about the fucking money. Like, dude, you're at fucking work. I don't care what job you're at. You're at work thinking about, you know, if you're a salesman, you're thinking about how much you sold. If you're if you're uh, working in a warehouse, you're thinking about how much you make an hour. If you own a business, you're thinking about your numbers for the week. Look, 
think about these things instead. Yeah. Think about how much solution did I provide for my people? How much extra go how far over the top did I go for them? How much of an impact did I make for them? How much easier did I make my boss's job? How much easier did I make my manager's job? How are you transforming the lives of everybody that That, touches touches your brand? Yeah, and your brand, which is you. Yeah. You know, and you guys have to stop thinking about the fucking scoreboard and start thinking about the quality of the product that you're putting out. And that product could very easily be yourself. You know, we've get so many people... And like, dude, I'm guilty of it too, right? I show my fucking Lambos. Mm-hmm. I show my fucking rolls. I show when I fly yeah. around private. Yeah. You know, I floss a little bit on the internet because you know what? I fucking earned it and I like it. And you know, if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. But here's the thing. 17 fucking years. Not two years. Not fucking 12 months. I was living in my mom's basement and all of a sudden I'm a millionaire. 17 fucking years. Okay? So when you see the shit... That I post, that's not some rented shit. That's not some fake shit. That's my daily shit. Yo, also, we talked about it. Maybe, Andy, you should talk about it a little bit, right? But it's it's more about, it's not about even those things. Like, those are things you love, but people look at it because it's a material thing. But explain, we, we talked about this yesterday. It's the feeling of accomplishment that you're treating yourself, you know, it's, it's that, it, it's more, that's, that has more meaning than the actual car itself, watch itself. Because I went through that when I right. bought my first Ferrari. Right. You know, when I bought my bought my first Ferrari and I awesome went in there, yeah. you know, they thought I was a drug dealer. Yeah. And they were like, fuck this kid. Yeah. And I was like, and I should have fucking said, fuck you and yeah. walked out. But I was like, I'm here to buy a fucking Ferrari. Yeah. And you're either selling to me right now or I'm never coming back. And they were like, well, you know, remember I had to. Uh, so so my one of my good friends fathers said, if you buy a Ferrari, finance it because what happens is you can then Ferrari's always updating new cars and it's like a club right. and he's like you got to join the Ferrari club it's like getting accepted into that club and then you continue to always update your Ferraris or you, if you're blessed you, you can collect them right? right so I was like alright I'm going to do that so I got my first I went there and he was like well look, well, the, the finance department's closed so I was like well I'm here to buy a fucking Ferrari so he's like the only way that you're buying a Ferrari kid is if you fucking pay for the car all up front and he thought like that was not happening yeah. so I was like I'm buying this fucking Ferrari. <laughs> I came here to buy a fucking Ferrari. So I'm like, get it. He's like, well, I have dinner with my wife. I said, well, I'm telling you right now, you're, you're coming with me to the bank. Otherwise, I'm never coming back here. So I took him. Now, in that time, all, it was on a weekend. My bank was closed on the weekend in Jersey. So I drove him, the salesperson, all the way to Manhattan to the bank, took out a fucking certified check for, I think it was $325,000. And it was the best fucking feeling in the world. And he looked at me and said, no, in all the years I've been selling fucking cars, no one has ever fucking taken me all the way to fucking a bank in Manhattan to do some shit like this. You're fucking nuts. Went back to that dealership. It was the best feeling in the world. And I left there fucking with so much, I felt like so much pride. Like I earned this you thing. It was more about it. the fucking car. Yeah. I fucking worked my balls off. Yeah. You know, for fucking so, I think it was probably like 10 years. It was like 2010 when the, it was when the 458 Italia just came out. Yeah. It was right before I had the fucking, that, 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 yeah. that, 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 uh, that stock thing yeah. happen. And I, but the best feeling was driving down that fucking highway, gunning it down that highway, that fucking feeling of thrill and fucking accomplishment. And I earned this. It was a dream that yeah. came true. Yeah. You know, I didn't give a fuck what people thought of me or the pictures yeah. and the likes. No, no, it was a, it was more about for me, Yeah. you know, that feeling. Yeah. And then I drove right to my fucking parents' house. 
You know what it felt like to pull in the fucking driveway? Actually, it, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what people don't realize. Yeah. It's not it's like you're showing amazing. up, man. Right. Those are fucking things. You put in the fucking sweat and you earned it. Right. And I don't care. It could be anything. It could be anything. Do whatever meaningful to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so. And dude, when I was young, I was, and I still am motivated by material shit. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, a lot of people like to shit on that idea that, like, there's something wrong with wanting material things. There's nothing wrong with that. What, what, where it becomes a problem is when you start putting those things in front of everything else. Yeah. You and use that as like your way of showcasing what success is. That's right. not, right. that's, that's a, you know, like we talked right. about. Right. You know, I find, I find that, uh, you know, the older I get, the more I start realizing that, you know, I really don't give a fuck about that shit. Like I like it, yeah. but like it doesn't, it's not like it was when I first started getting yeah. into it, you know? It's like you get used to everything a little bit, you know what Except I mean? Except for that new, that new, uh, that new four GT that's yeah, coming, bro. Be sick. Yeah, <laughs> that one's gonna don't, feel don't, good. Don't tell the color on the show. I won't. I won't. I won't. It's I top won't. secret. Oh, You're God. the only person I've told wait, the color to. Wait till you guys fucking see this car. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life, and I'm a car guy. Would you lie to me when I fucking asked? I didn't. No one knows the color. He's the only one. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. that one. I got yeah. that one. Yeah. I got. I got to ask questions. Sure. So, You've been talking a lot about. It's been bothering you over there, hasn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. You're like, no, start, he's fucking twitching. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. I, 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 I think this is uh, this is a huge, a huge question, and you've been talking a lot about providing value. Leave, Andy, you talked about leaving legacy. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that money doesn't change you; it just brings out the kind of person you are. What's clear to me is that prior to getting money, both of you guys were quality human beings. And the money, uh, over time, you realize that the money ultimately wasn't going to make you happy. It's, it's all the things you could do with it. And, yes, you agreed that you said that material stuff isn't bad. But you, you also referenced the, the kids that want to just be ballers. What happens if a, a person like that, they're just not a good person? I mean, how do they become, in your mind, how do they become a good person to therefore be motivated by the things that you guys are saying? Because I feel like... You guys can talk all you want, as long as you want, about you no, know, you got to be motivated by legacy and you got to be motivated by value and provide, you know, solving people's problems. But reality is, there are people out there that are just d bags. Yeah, and I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like how? Yeah, but what see, if somebody here's, here's listening and going, okay, well, you know, so like you're familiar with like the concept of natural selection, of course. Yeah. Okay, right? Yeah. All right, so, and I definitely, Gerard, you give your take. This is my take. Yeah. Okay. It's like natural selection. Okay, when you're a fucking douchebag and you're in it for your selfish reasons, you're in it for yourself, you're all about the bling bling and that's fucking it. You don't give a fuck about anybody. It's very hard to build success because to build success, you can't do it on your own. You have to have people who are genuinely interested, genuinely committed, genuinely engaged in what it is you're doing. And if you're a fucking dickhead all the time and people are going to be able, even not all the time, even if you're good at hiding it, Mm -hmm. people are going to eventually see you for what you are. And they're not going to want to work with you. They're not going to want to help you. I, I have like a little analogy I use for it. That like climbing the ladder of success, right? You could only get so high before the people that are genuinely belong on the ladder of success will kick you down the fucking rungs mm-hmm. for being the wrong kind of person. And dude, I've met a lot of fucking successful people. And I know you have too. A lot. Like a lot. And almost all of them understand the concepts that we're talking about of providing a solution, providing quality, providing value, so to speak, you know, and 
doing that not only with their customers but with their employees. I just the way they live their lives, dude. All the self-made guys. None. I don't know anybody that is self-made that is a selfish sob. Because, dude, the problem is, well, not the problem. the 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 truth is, is that back in the day, because there wasn't social media and there wasn't transparency and there wasn't all these easy ways to access people, people could create this alternate, they could be dicks and still be successful because nobody saw them, mm-hmm. right? But nowadays, like you posted about this a week or two ago, do you think it's possible to be successful without social media? Yeah, I think you can, but it's going to be limited, yeah. right? It's not going to be on a global scale or even a national scale anymore because people want to buy from fucking people. And if you're a dong bag and you can't fucking, you know, you don't represent the right shit, you don't have a good heart, you don't treat people right, you're all in it on your own. It doesn't take 20 years for people to find out. It takes fucking 20 days. Okay, so my follow-up question for that, though, is well, of all the people that you know that are successful, that are these quality people, did any of them start out yeah. as horrible people and have that moment where their conscience was pricked and they're like, yeah. oh, I need I just think I it's like a learning curve. Like yeah. I think it's what's called new money. I think if you're like that, you're new money. Like I was like that when I made dude, my first money. I, when I was new money, I was a fucking. I thought I was. I thought I was like this. You know, I was a little schmuck. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was too cool for fucking anything. I had all this money. I wanted to buy things for the wrong reasons for showing off. That happens. I think when people you see people like that. To me, I just look at them and I just kind of nod my head like, man, it's coming, you're bro. just new money. <laughs> bro. It's coming, bro. <laughs> it's That's, coming. You know what I think? And when I say it's, I mean fucking karma. Because it's going to smash your fucking face in. Yeah. We talked about that last night, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, And I would challenge them, like, why don't you, for once, instead of going and doing something for yourself, I challenge the person that's listening to this, if, you are, if you're like that kind of person, you the next time you want to do something, do something for somebody else that's that is, that's in need. Like, that's for me, it's like, see how it feels to a, for a second, not to put yourself first, and take somebody else that's actually... That actually maybe needs that mentorship. It doesn't have to even have to do with money. And actually put some effort into trying to transform somebody's life genuinely. And then if you do and when you do accomplish that, let me know how you feel then. And then compare the two. Hmm. That's what I would say. You know, because I think yeah. that's when you realize, holy shit, again, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And I think when you start to actually truly impact lives and not worry about just the money. Like there's a sense inside of like in, so many people of, wealth, Gerard, of real wealth that so, so, so many people think that it's this it's it's one or the other, it's 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 money or it's making an impact. Right. When in reality, it's impact first then money. Yeah. And people don't get that. Like it's not. And I think that comes from like people thinking money is morally wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. We've like about this like before. like it's not this it's not this or that. You can have both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing is cooler than having both because yeah, money when you have the important. means, you can fucking do some pretty badass shit for other people. Fuck yeah. You know? Absolutely. No, good thoughts. Good thoughts. So I had America. this conversation. That's Fuck right. yeah. So Fuck I, yeah. I, 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 I had this conversation. He loves the 4GT video. Oh, cool. Best cool. fucking yeah. video of, of 2016 we, is Andy Vercella's 4GT <laughs> Video to Ford. The application video. Ford, if you're listening to this, you need to sponsor. I told her that. We did that in like an hour. hour. Even though like it, it, from like a filmmaker standpoint, like a lot of things bug me about it because I couldn't put more time and effort into it. But dude, that was rock star. For like an hour or two, like 
I'm, I'm okay with we're, it. We're going to put that in the Leaders Create Leaders uh, episode that we did with Andy here. Um, uh, everyone listen if you're, we got a, a real um, thank you again Andy he let, yeah, tell he let people me about your tell people about how they can follow you and sure brother and watch um, your, like your show and your social and everything like that so I launched a uh, I launched a, sh- a series I wanted to differentiate myself I always want to do that as a leader so I started looking at everybody and I was like all right everybody over here I see is um, you know do, uh, vlogging and stuff like that how can I be a little bit use content a little differently so I came up with a series it's 12 episodes I did season 1 and now it's around season 2 and it's about interviewing all the modern day leaders of our generation and I traveled travel the country meet these leaders and I deep dive into their world so I tell a whole their whole story from you know coming from the bottom what they went through to get to where they are today but then also show show it right like i think that there we live in this world of like thought leaders and i and then i looked at it from the outside i was like fuck thought leaders man like we need more show leaders we need people to see real entrepreneurship not just fucking read about it in you know theory, what i'm saying right. in theory so yeah. that's what this show is about is showing people the true you know true entrepreneurship with true entrepreneurs so andy is in this season it'll be coming out shortly you can follow me on instagram at gerard adams and then the show goes on my youtube channel gerard adams tv that's awesome man nice. yeah we did a, we did a really cool show today that's awesome if i don't say so myself yeah so, so <laughs> two days ago i had a conversation with somebody in a coffee shop and i started telling them kind of about what i was doing with andy and everything and i was telling him about andy's emphasis on hard work execution that sort of thing and they got kind of a smirk on their face and they're like well yeah i mean you got to give people hope and i was like well what do you mean by that and he said i would almost guarantee that andy frisella is way, way smarter than everybody else. But in order to give people hope that they can do what he did, they just he just says stuff like, oh, work hard, you know, be all in, have a lot of, you know, you know, work ethic, that kind of thing. Wait, so Gerard, what? let me no, no 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 listen. So Gerard, my question is this. Can you honestly say you're not smarter than everybody else? Uh because that's what this guy was saying. I don't this understand person, what the fuck he was saying. What he was saying was that people like your, you guys who are successful are actually a whole lot smarter than anybody else. No, but what you, tell people, <laughs> what you tell people is just work hard. Uh, there's no secret. Uh, have, have a you know, strong work ethic and be all in. And you too can be successful. In other words, if people knew how really smart both of you guys were, and that's really the secret. Man, I'll tell success. you what, if I'm if I'm fucking on that level of smart, I sure as fuck don't know it. Right. So, so, so speak to that, Gerard, because I mean, can you can you say with a clear conscience in you know in front of God and everybody, you're not smarter than everybody else. That oh, hundred percent. I mean, the moment you think that that's the case, you ready you look you lose, man. You 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 know it's uh, I'm we're we're all students of of the of this game entrepreneurship. It's a constant evolution, a constant learning, constant putting yourself. Today I learned a, a shit ton from Andy. It's just about that and sharing. Likewise. And likewise. Yeah, it's like yeah. that, man. You got to continue to build out that circle of influence, building relationships, learn from others. I'm a mentor to millennials, but I'm the reason where I got to where I am today is because I'm a mentee. I'm a student. I'm constantly looking for mentors in my life to help guide me, build long-lasting relationships, which is another thing that I think that you know everyone needs to realize is about building real relationships, not just through social. That's why I try to get out and really put out impromptu meetups together, or go and meet like with Andy and, and real entrepreneurs. Um, and it's constant, constant, you know, learning. You know, but I I could say that uh, at this point, 
I do feel like I have a master's degree at least at entrepreneurship at this point if, if, if there was ever a degree for it. But I'm constantly pushing myself to, to grow and learn. It's, it's, it's just amazing how many people think there is some sort of secret or that you have no, some that, edge Dude, that that's a fucking don't. excuse, man. Yeah. That's an excuse. That's something that people tell themselves because they don't want to see the truth. The truth is this. You don't have to be the fucking smartest guy. You just have to be smart enough to not do the same things that are wrong over and over again. And then you've got to be willing to get the fuck up off the floor when you do those things wrong. And if you keep making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and moving forward, eventually you figure the shit out. Yep. It's really that simple. But so many people either A, don't want to do the work, or B, aren't resilient enough or persistent enough to push through the shit that sucks, which is a lot of it, that they just don't get there. And you know what? Not everybody has to be there. You know what I mean? But to say that you've got some shit that nobody has or I have some shit that nobody has is inaccurate. Like, there's lots of dudes out there. I learn from everybody. And I think the difference between people who are perceived as intelligent in their... I mean, there is dudes who are legitimately fucking genius, like Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. But, like... Guys like me, I'm not fucking like that. Like, you're not like that. No offense. You know, we're regular dudes. Yeah, for and, sure. like, the thing is, is that I think what separates, I think what separates maybe us from this guy, right, mm -hmm. is that we are willing to always learn. We are willing to always listen. And as much as I fucking talk, I listen a hell of a lot more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's being a, a conscious, um, engaged student like Gerard said all the time and figuring out you know what works what doesn't work how can I learn from his mistakes how can I learn from her mistakes how can I avoid those mistakes and it is about being savvy to a point you know what I mean like there's some smoothness that, that you need to have but that all comes along you develop that yeah. I didn't have that shit when I started no but, dude, now I'm, I'm constantly looking at what everybody else does, and I'm yeah. like, I make notes. I'm like, mm, yeah. I probably shouldn't fucking do that. Yeah. You know, or like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, this guy fucking loses his whole company. I probably shouldn't have uh, done what he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to try to avoid that. Like, it's, it's got, like, to me, yeah. it's, it's not, I don't know, man. Like, I know, like. That's I, how you build your discipline. Bro, I know, like, I'm on the other end of the spectrum, right? Like, I'm not at the end. I'm somewhere yeah. in the middle, though. Yeah. Right? And like to somebody who's listening from the beginning of the spectrum and they're just trying to get started, they're listening like, oh, bullshit, you've got all these skills. I have experience. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have experience. And as we gain experience from actually doing real shit in the real world, we learn things. You learn new skills. You learn how to operate. Yeah. It's like wisdom. Dude, it's it. And it's, it's just you, you know, it's just, it's no different than when you touch the hot stove when you're fucking two years old. You don't touch a motherfucker again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And one thing I would say, too, is that, like, it's entrepreneurship, you know, from, you know, all around is, is about testing. It's about tr it's about trying. It's like, you know, you got to constantly do that. You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you, you got to get burned. You got to do, you know what I mean? If you haven't made, I always say, if you're not making mistakes... You're not moving forward. No. You got to fucking make mistakes. You got to get out and try and experiment and do and like, and again, and again, and again, and some things will work and you double down and you act quick and you, and you, and you double down and you keep pushing forward. Some things don't work 
and you just say fuck it, you move on, try something new, keep going. Now that's that's a, that's a good point to bring up too. Now, like, how, like, dude, a lot of people when the things don't work, instead of being able to say fuck it and move on, they get hung up on those things. Yeah, you got to know when to, dude. You got to have a short memory, man, and that's for good or bad things. Like, dude, don't toot your horn. Like we just did a toot your horn fucking episode. Like mm-hmm. nobody's gonna talk about you unless you talk about yourself. That's true, but don't toot your horn for too long because, dude. It, you know, you got to keep your eye on the fucking ball and don't just, just like, don't brag about yourself or think you're the shit for too long when you do good stuff. Yeah. Same when you do bad stuff. Yeah. Let it go. You know, dude, I couldn't even, I could not literally list the amount of mistakes that I've made and how much Me money neither. I've lost. Me too. Like, Me mil- too. millions. Dude, millions and millions of dollars. Millions and millions of dollars for me. Also, well. just being stupid. Yeah. Like, dude, uh, dumb shit. Dumb shit. Yeah. And like, people don't see that though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not on the internet being like, guys, be dumb as fuck and lose millions of dollars. I mean, it's it's about the war, right? Like, I, haven't lost, the I haven't lost $20 million at once, but I bet I've lost that cumulative yeah. Yeah, over a bunch <laughs> of dumb fucking shit. You know? And like, dude, but that's the cost of the education. Like yeah. you said, you had the master's degree, you know, and that costs money. Yeah. It costs time. It costs experience. Just yeah. like, you're just not paying it back on a back-end loan. You're paying it as you go. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm just curious, Andy. Was most of your money lost out of ignorance or impatience? Impatience for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can see that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a good mix of both. It's kind of like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, dude, that's probably, now that I would say patience probably because I can, my for hardest sure. lessons were because I was impatient and I wanted shit now and I yeah. saw opportunities I thought I could make money quick. That's the same with me. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. and then and they never work ever. Never. I've never had one work. Nope. Never have I had a one thing work where I thought like, Oh dude, this is going to work. Ticket. It's going to make it quick. And I start doing the fucking, you know, the entrepreneur math, you know what I'm talking about? Like you get your calculator out. You're like 12 dudes times 2000 times 50,000 <laughs> times this, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, that's $50 million in one month. Yeah. You're like, like, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Anytime I've ever done that shit, I fucking lost. Yeah. Like, I've lost. Like, I think it comes down to I'm people. not going to pretend I've never done that. We, everybody yeah. does yeah. that shit. Yeah. Like, dude, I know you do it because we talk about it here. You're like, dude, all you need is 12 people to do this or that. I'm like, Vaughn, no. Tell a friend, carry the one. Let's, 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 let's stop. That, you start talking like that, we fucking lose. Yeah. But, dude, you know, it's, it's just, I think to wrap this all up, you know, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but what would you say, what do you say to the millennial, not, not just millennials, to any entrepreneur or want to be entrepreneur, what is your number one, you know, and I know number one is going to turn into number two, three, four, or five, because you and I are kind of the same guy here, but what is your best piece of advice to someone who really thinks that entrepreneurship is the route they want to go in life. What would you say? Look, man, like, look, bro, I know you think this is the right thing for you, but let me give you a piece of advice. Yeah. How would you fill that in? I would tell them, I would say first and foremost, you know, prepare for absolute war. Um, know that it is not going to be, it is going to be a long, 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 long journey. And it is going to be the most fulfilling journey in your entire life. But 
go it like I would tell them like be ready to go into the storm, be ready to just go all in on on them, on themselves. Like really, really, you know, go all in on themselves. And um I like I we talked about it, I mean we talked about a couple different things. Um this was an amazing podcast, but you know, don't focus on the money, you know, focus on looking deep down inside now, of yourself. Now before you stop, yeah. people will say, You said don't focus on the money, how am I supposed to survive? Look, obviously you gotta fucking survive. Yeah. All right. So so take care of survival, but then after that, yeah. Don't I mean look, as entrepreneurship is definitely business, right? So you have to be smart and you definitely have to like getting into the business, you do need to think about you know, your strategy, your business model and all these things. But if I were to give you the one main piece of advice is that what makes an entrepreneur great is not how good you are at accounting. It's not how good you are at like get writing the best business plan. It's not how good you are at, you know, calling yourself a CEO. It's it's how good you are at being a fucking badass leader. That's it, it, It's how good you can find that leader within yourself, know that you're willing to go through a fucking brick wall no matter what stands in front of you, you're willing to fight through anything for, for what you believe in in your life and that you need to learn how to also care more about building a team. You're not going to be able to do it alone, so you need to be able to put be a good leader to the people around you, empower them to be the become the best leaders inside of your organization, inside of whatever it is that you're looking to build because you can't do it alone. You need good people around you in all aspects, both personally and professionally. So you need to attract good quality people around you, understand what you're great at, go all in on that, be the best leader that you can possibly be, fight through it all and surround yourself with other people that meet your values meet and, and share that same fucking passion and drive and that are going to fucking ride or fucking die for the, for what you believe in and you need to just and then it's and then it's just about man taking action and that's it battling when you get knocked down get the fuck back up i think that's great advice man i think the last sentence was the best advice mm-hmm. like dude just be prepared to get the shit knocked out of you and when it happens know that it's there's nothing wrong with you that's part of the deal and get back up you know it, it really <clears throat> it really doesn't get any more simple than that and i feel like people want to create problems they want to create uh and make it harder than what it should be in their mind so that way when they fail or when they quit it's justified you know the reality of success is that it like your friend at the coffee shop mm-hmm. doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because i know the path i've been on and you know the path that you've been on and nobody knows your path but you you could tell it all day long mm-hmm. but nobody was there on the fucking right. nights where you wanted to fucking kill yourself or the nights where you wanted to fucking give up or you know all the bad news you've had all the bad relationships you've had all the all the tough decisions and sacrifices yeah nobody knows that shit so like it's real easy from the outside to point at anybody and say they have something special when in reality the probably the biggest thing they have is the ability to just keep fucking moving you know it's not about you know their brains or their smarts or their parents or this or that or any other thing really it's about their fucking grit it's about their ability to fucking persevere. It's about their ability to move forward while getting punched in the fucking face 
four days out of the seven for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and that's what entrepreneurship is. So, like, when I hear people say, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, not everybody's cut to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. It, you know, and I, can, can people be successful and make some money? Sure. Can people run some ads on Facebook and sell some fucking products? Sure. But very, very, very few people have the grit to truly pursue that path long term. Yeah. You know, um, so while not everybody listening may be a true entrepreneur, you could still take the entrepreneurial values and lessons and skills and ideals to benefit you in your career path, mainly being focused on the quality of your product. Whether you're, when I say product, I mean whether you're solving a problem, providing a service, making other people's job easier, your product is you. And if you focus on the quality of your product, you will not have to worry about the scoreboard. And it's going to take time. It's not going to happen. People don't notice you because you swept the floor extra good one fucking time. How about this? How about try it for a year? How about try, uh, you know, doing the extra shit for a year straight and see where it takes your life? You know, thinking like an entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. But thinking like one is a pretty good fucking idea. Yeah, 100%. And that's why we're teaching entrepreneurship to the local middle school in Newark to kids, you know, because no matter what, those are skills that you need to carry right. throughout your whole entire life, no matter right. what. Right. How many people, I mean, you have a, a awesome team of people. Mm-hmm. Not every single person that works for you is an entrepreneur. Right. They're, they're pieces of the puzzle that are extremely, extremely, extremely valuable. Yeah. And, and you know, getting them to think on their own autonomously to act and find solutions and think like an entrepreneur on their feet makes them fucking valuable. So like, dude, if you're listening to this and you're not the guy, you're not the CEO, don't feel like this doesn't apply to you because it does. Like these same principles apply to every single fucking person listening. Every single person, no matter if your job is literally to cook the fucking French fries, cook the best motherfucking French fries that people have ever tasted in their fucking mouth. You know what? One day you're going to get recognized for it and you're going to get an opportunity for it. You know, it's life is not that hard, man. People just make it hard. Yeah. You know, they try to make it like Vaughn's buddy at the coffee shop. <laughs> they try to make this ulterior path. <laughs> yeah. That is more complicated than what it really needs to be. You know, it's the shit our dads taught us. Like, dude, work hard. Do yeah. the best you can. And document it authentically. Don't try to be someone you're not. Yeah, from the inside out. You know, be who you are in the heart and show that as opposed to throwing all this shit on the outside and trying to paint, you know, a a polish a turd. You know, a a fucking polished turd is still a fucking turd, man. You you (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it doesn't matter what car you drive, what watch you wear, what this, that, this, this. No one fucking cares. What, what, What people are attracted to is authenticity, the yeah. reality, the journey, the struggle, the true stories. Yeah. You know, not the fucking glory, man. Everybody's telling the glory story. Yeah. Tell the fucking hard story. Yeah. And I mean, and trust me, we need more of that. We need more leaders. Let's talk there about be- that. I was going to wrap this up, but I want to talk about that because, yeah. dude, you are very, very smart and intelligent about personal branding. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second because we just talked about this on my fucking, podcast. Fuck. What a power. It's unbelievable how powerful. I mean, since I started about... 18 months ago because I did it because I, I really genuinely thought, you know, we really need better 
role models, mentors out there that are real entrepreneurs. But holy shit, the power of what I call social currency. I had trademarked this term because I'm like, this is a real this is a real tool, a real, what I call social currency. I mean, I've been able to, you know, it, it has opened up um, unbelievable things. Leaders create leaders, for instance, right? Got me to meet you, Andy. Right, right. Build a rela- I built right. relationships with some of the greatest real entrepreneurs because of my right. social currency now. Right. You know, and things have opened up, you know, like I couldn't even tell you. I mean, shit, I've, it's, it's helped me build even my business. Like, I think that when you build, a lot of people are building social currency for the wrong reasons, for the fame, to be cool, to be liked, whatever, whatever the fuck the case is. You know, for me, it's for making impact, making real relationships, being human, and like for my for a bigger something bigger than me, which is founders. And it's allowed me to get uh, entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneurs from 13 countries. This last cohort, we had over 400 people trying to get into this last cohort. It's it's uh, it's it's helped my business thrive. And you know, and um, you know, I think it's it's extremely powerful. I mean, I've been able to go across the. I have been able to you know, travel with the social currency, speak in different places because of it, you know, and meet great, amazing people and have been able to leverage that to impact more people. So, you know, I think it's important. Um, I just think you got to leverage it for the right reasons, not for, you can't do, again, you need to not just be, use it for something selfish. See how you can build that social currency to build a real community, you know, or real business or brand, something that's bigger than you and leverage it so that it's another tool to communicate and impact, you know, and that's and uh, and that's what I've been working on. And I've been basically using the same strategy that I've used for all of my brands that I've built, you know, with content. And I just started implementing that strategy on my own personal brand. And it's been one of the most powerful things I've done for me, for building relationships and, you know, and now building, you know, founders and allowing it to be, you know, impactful. Yeah. I mean, it's a real thing, man. You know, uh, a lot of people turn their nose up at social media and they think, especially like guys who have been successful before yeah. social media, dude, this, this, you've heard this before too, I'm sure. Like dudes who have been ultra successful and then they don't take their social seriously. Yeah. They're like, well, I don't, I don't fucking need that. Well, you know what? You may not have needed it. 10 years ago yeah. when you were fucking doing your work that has made you the money you make now. But don't fucking confuse that if you don't do it for the next 10 years, you won't be making the money that you're making now. No fucking shot. No. You know, people are now consuming. We, like, you as an individual, you are the media platform. Trust me. Trust me. You're, take it from someone who's built a real, you know, publication. People don't want to read the, the news. Like, the news is filled with fucking shit. People don't even want to watch the news anymore. People want to get, you know, they want to be, they want to, uh, you know, get the information from people. They're building. You know, they're, they're it's it. They're really is. It's it's amazing. The influence, peer to peer. I mean, look at think about your community right now listening to this. You know what I'm saying? How right. powerful has it been for you, Andy, with 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 MFCEO? It's exponentially powerful. Period. I mean, it's it's opened up doors for me that I wouldn't have even thought were like even open. It's crazy. It's even hard to put in words. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. It's totally life-changing shit. And for your business, too. Not even just for your relationships. We're fucking in L.A. I walk out of the hotel, (laughs) and you've got fucking 10 dudes standing there, and they're all like, motherfucking CEO. And I'm like, who the fuck are these kids? (laughs) Like, you know, it's it's weird, dude. Like, it's... Like, in, you know, people say, oh, these Insta-famous. No, motherfucker, it ain't Insta-famous no more. It's fucking famous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's people... You got to start taking your brand serious. Yeah, it's not. This is a tool. It's it's 
It's, yeah, it's a way to truly have leverage. Yes, man. It's a way to communicate, communicate. On, an, on an exponential level that never existed before. And this is just the beginning. Yeah. Like, say you only have 500 friends on Instagram right now. That's okay. We all started at zero. Yeah, dude. And we're in the beginning stages. Like, mm-hmm. don't think because you only have a couple thousand or a thousand or less than a thousand followers that you're somehow left behind, dude. No, we're we're this is the fucking first two or three years of TV. We're still the in the first round of radio. Yep. You know, imagine if The Rock didn't have social media, would he have the career that he has now? Right. No, there's no fucking way. No fucking way. Yeah. I, right. If The Rock didn't have social media, I just don't think social media would exist. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, dude, if The Rock didn't have social media, he'd be still be doing. Uh, he'd be still be doing that movies like uh, Walking Tall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like that one he wants to forget. You know. Yeah, right. But you can't help but watch it when it comes on. I love on. Walking Tall. <laughs> I love it, dude. I mean, I'm just saying it wasn't the best movie. Yeah. Like it was just okay. Well, Rock, while, we're, while we're on yeah. that, while we're on that topic, we do have people who listen to the uh, podcast that inexplicably are unaware that you actually do short videos on your IG. So why don't you once again share your uh, yeah your connection, guys? I do. If you guys aren't following me on uh, Instagram, I do like little mini podcasts there almost every day. So uh, it's at Andy Frisella on Instagram. That's where I do most of my content, um, and. You know, if you're if you're liking the podcast, you know you need. If you don't have an Instagram, fucking create one and follow me, and, and I guarantee you get content out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, man. Uh, what? I mean, what what else do you have going on, man? Like, what else? What else you want to talk about? Fuck, man, I'm focused, dude. Yeah, like I'm focused, man. This is it for me. So, it's just like. Building out my community. I think it's interesting value. how focused and all in you are on one project when there's yeah. all these dudes who have never built fucking anything. Yeah. You know, like, dude, <laughs> doesn't it like... It's yeah, almost, it, it does kind of... It really does fucking irk me. Like, it does because it's almost arrogant. It's yeah. like, bro, who do you think you are that you so, could do five part, things? Yeah. That, you know, when it takes all of me and I build yeah. shit to yeah. do one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like part of me gets pulled in a direction where it's like fucking like I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, again, I'm concerned about... You know the influence in, in which the next this gen, our generation this next generation is coming up and wh- who they're who they're being influenced by and then on the other side it's like okay you know like I always said pressure you know pressure is a privilege you know so it's like that puts more pressure on guys like us you know and all the all the all the men and women out there that have actually really truly built something it's like you have a responsibility at this point to to step up. You know, to start right. start building that social currency, start getting out there and spreading your story, talking about it, spreading those lessons. We need better leaders out there. We need better role models out there. You know, so uh, and shit, hit hit me. I'll help you. I mean, yeah. I'll I will help you. You know, if you're a real entrepreneur out there and, and you're like fucking, oh man, I don't know, and you know, you're questioning. He'll listen, help you tell I'll, story. I'll help you. You yeah. know, um, hit me up. But you know, we we uh, it it fucking irks me that there's so many people out there that are leveraging social media for the you know, for for selfish reasons, for the wrong reasons, um, but at the same time, it's like it's opportunity and and it's a it's a it's a privilege that we have the opportunity to go out there and and, and uh, actually represent what real entrepreneurship, what real, if you want to call it success, you know what that really means. Mm-hmm. You know everything from the way you live your life. I mean, shit. I talk about my. I get asked a lot about my relationship being a you know you, you know still, you know. You know, a young hustler out there and having an amazing girlfriend who, you know, supports me. And what's that like to have a real relationship? You know, Andy, we were so inspired by you and Emily and your wife and how you hold each other down. Last night, it was just like to us, we've we 
man, we love that, dude. Like, that needs to be shown more, man. Like, success is it's, it's business, but man, it's like you need to have that support system. You need to have that that person that's in your life that's gonna help you, support you, love you, fucking like want to build an empire yeah. with you, family, all that shit. You know that matters. We need to see more of that shit. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm 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 excited for for the opportunity to to help be a better role model, man, and 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 I'm blessed to have relationships like you, bro. Well, dude, likewise, man. Loved having you on the show for sure. Loves the energy, man. It's got good energy. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got to ask one content question. What's that? I, I, so I, so Gerard, you're putting out content that's very very high production value. So I'm curious is that something that people absolutely have to work toward in your in your opinion or tell me tell me your approach to No, nah, absolutely not. I mean I take a you know obviously I take a lot of private look this take this take this has taken me I think I did my first documentary I've been writing since I started my career but I, I did my first videos and documentaries back in like 08 mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like close to close to 10 years mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's taken me a long time, and um, and like being getting to the ability of having a good team that can put out that kind of production value. But no, you don't need that. You know, you, for now, man. I mean, with the iPhone today, you can t- literally yeah. that that thing, this thing. Like, if I had this thing when I started, like when I was fucking 19 years old, 18 years old, if I had this smartphone, hitting, fuck, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'm excited to see what this Gen Z is gonna fucking create. I mean, they have the fucking everything in their fingertips. Like, it's a powerful thing. You don't need to have, you know, the best fucking camera anymore. You know, all this crazy equipment. You no, know, you just authentic content. Yeah, it's got to be fucking real. Which is real easy to do. It's just taking the courage to be yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, guys, make sure you're following Gerard. Hit up with the Instagrams. Gerard Adams. Yep. Okay. At Gerard Adams. Um, G-E-R-A-R-D-A-D-A-M-S. He's putting out quality content. Dude travels the world. He's always doing cool shit. Like I always tell you guys, if you want cool social media, go be fucking cool in real life. And this motherfucker's as cool as it gets. So mm-hmm. thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, Thank you. Really appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on. All yeah, of you. Thanks, Gerard. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll catch up with you guys next time. Peace.